Hello everyone and welcome to IBD Heal, a podcast brought to you by High Carb Health. I'm your host Shakul and in today's episode we interview Luke Tan. Now Luke is a inspirational strength athlete, a vegan bodybuilder, he is a published author of The Awake Method and he has an amazing story of how he turned his life around, took control of his health and use that strength and determination of going through adversity to take uh, charge of his life and totally transform his body, his mind, and just take a total new way of looking at life. Now, Luke is an author and Asia's number one plant-based health and wellness coach. He is also the co-host of the global online wellness event, the PlantFit Summit and the Plant-Based Asia Summit. Using a plant-based diet, he helps elevate strength in men to achieve higher levels of consciousness to become extraordinary sons, partners, and fathers. Luke is passionate about championing individuals to live fully awake in their lives. Luke is a really incredible guy. I'm very proud to consider him a good friend and uh, look forward to sharing his story with all of you. Uh, Just before we move into the interview, I'd like to apologize for the audio. For whatever reason, the mic didn't quite connect while I was recording it, um, but nevertheless, I'm sure you're going to enjoy Luke's story. Hello everyone and welcome. Today I have a very special guest, the man himself, Luke Tan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Shukul. It's, it's great being here. It's funny now being on the other side of the uh, lens because normally I'm interviewing you for the summit. So great to be on this side. Uh, really honored to be here, Shukul. Just a brief introduction, Luke. Uh, and normally I'm the one who's getting interviewed by Luke um, or Shamiz for his, for his amazing summit. If you haven't checked out the Plant-Based Summit and all the other amazing spin-offs you've got from that, um, you guys will we'll put a link below so you guys can check it out. But um, Luke does amazing work. He's a published author of The Awake Method, and this man is definitely awake. Um, so, um, you know, really excited to have you on board. And, and Luke has an incredible story. So uh, let's just start with your story, Luke. And, you know, you've been through a lot to get to where you are, um, you know, even if, with the mental health stuff or the diet stuff, um, and, and to kind of transform your mind and your body to what it is today. It's quite a fa- it's really fascinating for me as well, as I'm sure a lot of people listening will find it too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, firstly, for the introduction. And yeah, it has been quite a journey, Shakul. And and I look back in the past decade or so, I mean, like, I, you know, I forget where I was before more than a decade ago. Uh, if I if I want to go back a little bit further than my plant-based transformation, it really started around 2008 when the global financial crisis hit. I was probably in a pretty low point of my life. Um, and global financial crisis hit and I lost my job. And at one point I was also going to Centrelink uh, and trying to get welfare as well. Um, and I lost my job when, you know, I remember my, my boss actually walking into the office, asking, escorting me out, giving me a, a cardboard box, say you're out, you just pack your stuff, giving me 15 minutes just to pack my stuff. And I literally had the walk of shame walking out of that office. So subsequently after that, I even tried going for welfare, as I shared before. But that was a pretty low point in my life. And I was in a, in, in a relationship that wasn't, wasn't the best. And that was really the, the core of the issue. And around that time, I also tried to attempt suicide uh, and really had 
had a breakdown in a relationship so much so that all my friends closed the door on me. And what I mean by that was um, what happened was they found out that I was cheating on my ex. So that was really the lowest, lowest, lowest point of my life. So a suicide attempt, uh, infidelity. And then I think, and it was one that very morning when I was found out that I want, I decided that I had to turn my life around because I was kind of going around in circles and really going down deeper and darker. And I think I, I, I would say I hit rock bottom. So I made the decision and that decision um, was to turn my life around. But for me, it was also to set myself a goal of having a crucible. And what a crucible is, is something that challenge, challenges you physically, mentally, and emotionally. And a crucible is what, to a certain degree, Marine recruits go through to become full Marines. So I had this crucible. I decided on focusing on this crucible. And the reason why I focus on this crucible, which I'll share a little in a bit, was because I, I had so much shame and guilt uh, after the event. And I had to just kind of put my blinkers on and just kind of drive forward. So I focused on this crucible, which was my first bodybuilding competition. So I competed in 2010. I started my journey as uh, around that time when I lost my job, I went back to school as a personal trainer. Fitness was kind of always in my, you know, one of my passions. So I decided to channel all that focus to compete in my first bodybuilding competition. Uh, and that was my crucible. And as a result, that comp competition, I placed uh, third, uh, third place and I won best poser. <laughs> best poser, right? Good, good title, right? Best poser. So, so yeah, that was the first thing. And, and yeah, subsequently after that, around the same time, I was with my wife, Emily. And you know Emily as well. Um, so Emily was kind of toying with a whole plant-based diet thing. Mm -hmm. So I was literally having a kilo of meat per day as a, a meat-eating bodybuilder competing um you know uh competing on stage so literally every single day i was having a kilo of meat so when i met emily she was following my lifestyle and she had because she wasn't a big meat eater she was having chronic digestive issues so she decided to try a plant-based diet um so when she did she she experienced significant changes in literally just a few days so i was kind of intrigued but not convinced what actually happened was around the same time when I saw that shift in Emily, one of my friends knew that I was kind of, mm, maybe I should try this plant-based thing. I'm not sure. She told me to watch this documentary called Earthlings and a documentary on animal cruelty. And when I watched the documentary, I literally flipped overnight. I made the connection that all animals were equal and literally turned vegan overnight, went from bodybuilder's mindset, all right, well, I got a kilo of protein, let's go kilo of tofu, all right? That's, that's the way it works, man. We're going to go gram for gram, right? So I, I, of course, I, that's, that's what I did. I, I was, as you can imagine, bloated. But, but for me, I think that was a shift in literally an overnight shift uh, for me. And I vowed to stand on stage again. So about a year and a bit later, I said, you know, if I competed as a meat-eating bodybuilder in 2000, then why not? I want to be a positive example of the lifestyle and compete as a vegan and 100% plant plant-based diet. So I did. So I competed in A and B, I and B, A, and I placed in that competition second place. And around that time, I met uh, and formed Evolved Generation. And I think you were, were there. It's a, a company, uh, it's a collection, collect, oh, not collection, but a collective of athletes, healthcare professionals. We were competing together. I was like, hey, let's get this group together. And around the same time, we met Plant Built, which is a similar team in the US. 
So from then on, I competed in the US, decided the Australian team to compete as vegan athletes, traveled to US, uh, competed in Austin, Texas. In, uh, for me, I competed as a, a bodybuilder again, won my category. And after that, I competed one more time as a CrossFit athlete in Austin, Texas, a couple of years later with Team Plantville. So through my journey of competition, I met some incredible athletes, healthcare professionals, everyday people just turning their lives on a plant-based diet. And I was just thinking, how can, why, how can I advocate this message? How can I share this message with the world? Inspire mm-hmm. people to really get on this lifestyle because I've experienced so many changes. So And, and know of many people uh, around me that were just turning their lives around. So I met my friend Toby over an oat milk latte in Starbucks in Singapore. And I was just sharing with him with this idea. I say, hey, Toby, you know, I've got this idea. I've been competing and I've also been training fitness models and, and clients to advocate, uh, to, to, be, to, to do well on a plant-based diet. I say, why not? Let's do a summit. Uh, I was like, are you serious? And he said, yeah, let's just do it. I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to do a summit? <laughs> going to reach out to thousands of people? It's like, yeah, let's just do it. And I was just like, so literally, that was the birth of the Plant Fit Summit after Starbucks a few weeks later, called my first speaker. And then fast forward to where I am today, you know, five summits later, reaching out to tens of thousands of people, being able to hear stories of transformation from chronic disease, uh, talk, and getting connected with people like Dotsi Bausch, who's on the Game Changers, um, chatting with Nimai Delgado, meeting Nimai Delgado, being on athletes panel with... Um, with uh, uh, with Rich Roll, uh, Lilani Manta, I just look back at where I was before to where I am right now. Like my goodness, and you know, just sharing this this whole journey, I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know, like it's been a quite a quite a journey. Like uh, you know, uh, and and yeah, right now for me, right now is I'm in the personal development space. Um, and learning from, um, I would say, ex-Navy SEALs, elite special operators, being an unbeatable mind licensed coach. And it's really taking an integrated approach to, to uh, I would say, personal development, mind, body, spirit uh, purpose. So helping clients to do that using a plant-based diet. And if many people are, so what is your mission and purpose in life right now? And I always share is to elevate strength in men to achieve new levels of consciousness, true training and nutrition, particularly a plant-based diet. So that's a lot from me, my <laughs> history in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's an incredible story. I mean, I, I, I even look back to, you know, like you didn't really touch on your, you know, experiences through childhood and, and obesity and trying to overcome that as well and you know that that's another whole aspect to to the story that makes up your life and it's um you know fantastic to see how you've been able to turn it around um you know what does it take like you know you've kind of explained to you what you did but let's drill deeper because you know when we talk work with sure. clients as well you know healing physically and mentally is a whole spiritual process of upheaval of of you know confronting the fears of you know actually understanding who you are as a person as 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 a as a human um so you know in in your experience you know what were the things that 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 you had to confront and and had to deal with to 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 really look within and, and overcome those kind of i guess the demons that were inside you to kind of get to where you are now 
I guess, I guess the first thing is really being honest with yourself, really being truly and really honest, because a lot of times I find that at least I speak from my point of view, I was, I was kind of sedating myself with call it drugs, sex, alcohol, whatever, whatever I could sedate myself with to fill a void that could not be filled. And the void was uh, to a certain degree, the relationship that I was in, I wasn't happy in it anymore. And I was kind of skirting around the issue. And for the longest time, I was not honest with myself. And once I started being honest with myself and what the issue was, it kind of, it had a, you know, it had a shape and I could now realize and acknowledge that that is the issue and that's something that I changed. And I believe that's with, with anyone and everyone um, and the clients that I work with because there's always one specific thing. It could be a relationship. It could be, it could be a living arrangement. It could be what's happening in the world. There's one thing that you're trying to run away from. It could, you know, just, just the food that you eat, the diet and your relationship with food. But there's one thing that you're not addressing. But when you pull off all the errors, if you address that one simple thing, that one and and be truthful about it and be honest, and sometimes it may bring up a lot of shame and bit of guilt. And as guys, we tend to sweep that emotions aside. But once you actually face that and and put a name and a face to it, and then actually lean into it and say, "I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a change where this particular situation is concerned." it is no longer the boogeyman in the closet. You're not trying to avoid it anymore. So I think that is the first step. Very first step is an acknowledgement and awareness and honesty of what that you're, what is you're trying to run away from, but also moving, making a decision to change it. The second thing is training, physical, physical training. And I think the physicality of it, because the thing is that emotion, I do apologize, my little three month, four month old is <laughs> screaming downstairs, real okay. life. But the, the next time is, um, the next aspect is the physical uh, training. And the reason why I say that is when mental and emotional issues are concerned, you can't really define or quantify it. It's, it's, it's not tangible to a certain degree, but a physical training or setting a crucible as I've shared before is quantifiable. Okay, I need to compete in August 25th on the stage and I need to be X amount of body fat percentage or I need to lift a certain amount of weight at this powerlifting. By having a focal point, having a physical crucible per se, um, and, and by having that focal point, it allows for you to focus all on that, put your blinkers on, train hard, feel well, create habits around you that allow for you to achieve that goal. And by doing so, it works on many levels. You're eating well, you're training more, you're moving more. That elevates your moods, your emotions, your focus, your drive. And when you achieve that goal, that becomes, that adds to your new belief system. If I can do this, I can do, what else can I do? And that's how I've, to a certain degree, healed myself through setting physical crucibles. So I think uh, key takeaway points is two things acknowledging what you're trying to run away from number two is having a physical crucible a physical crucible could be i want to do the melbourne marathon i want to do a fun run and i want to compete in bodybuilding competition i want to run my first spartan Mm. race Mm. whatever it is it needs to be quantifiable Mm. and time bound yeah i had a few of those i didn't actually 
put it in that way but now i think about it there were there were certain targets and goals physically that i had you know um one of them was to do a 150 kilometer bike race around like taupo and the second one was to ride 200 kilometers in one day and i did both of those in 2016 and it was just Amazing. the level of achievement that you do get 100%. you know when you 100%. or you know whether it's i want to climb that mountain i want to i want to ride my bike up that mountain without stopping you know even if it's just I want to run five kilometers without stopping if you're starting off. That's 100%. simple. That exactly. Just a simple little thing, um, yeah. you know. Um, and then obviously you can you can relate those goals to to diet as well. You know, like my I just want my breakfast to be plant based every single day. Exactly. You know, um, and if you just do that every single day, then you can say, okay, now I've managed to achieve that. That's a goal that I've had. Now my lunch every day, so breakfast, and then lunch becomes plant based every day, and you you know moving on from there. So. And that can obviously that can apply to everything, right? But I think that's I've never had it explained in that way, where mm. you set that physical target, which when you achieve, you then realize, hey, I can do that. Mm. Okay, so if I can do that, what else can I do? And that, that you know, the way you explain that is, is a really tangible goal, and then it kind of mm -hmm. springboards you onto being able to achieve other you know, other areas of your life as well, because you've got that discipline, right? The discipline is everything. Um, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it, you know, from, from knowing your journey, you and Shami's journey. And Shami's, you know, he's a vegan runner, you know, I'm always yeah. seeing him pictures of running out in uh, in the trails and doing mm. all these races and stuff like that. It's the same thing. It's something that's tangible, but I'm sure the running and you say, you're mentioning the cycling as well. Mm. What that does is it forges grit within you. And that grit is what, that that emotion that mindset allows mm. for you to achieve more that permeates every other aspect of your life yeah so, agree yeah absolutely and i think even when you when you're doing that physical experience when you push yourself beyond your boundary and and you're like really struggling you know you're in that point where you're like i don't know how i'm going to get to the finish line <laughs> how are reaching the destination here but somehow you kind of like you know just struggle your way across you know, and then you're like, okay, well, the next time I do that, it's got to be easier. You know, um, it's really fascinating. And Sham actually just ran his first marathon um, at the end of last year, I think. Three hours, 38. Oh, wow. First marathon, three hours, wow, 38. Wow, that's fast. That's yeah. really fast, man. Yeah. So it's it really goodness. cool. Really cool. Okay, Sham. Um, I'll, I'll let you get that one, Sham. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. I'm not going to go 338 anytime soon. I'm, I'm a heavy guy. That's, that's my excuse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, I think it's a good segue onto plant-based diets and 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 how it's, sure, you know how you've kind of been able to incorporate plant-based diets because you know we obviously have a very specific niche when it comes to what we talk about around digestive health and and mm. that you have to be very careful. I mean, I'm sure Emily as well, like she couldn't like just go from where she was into full everything plant-based overnight, yeah. right? So there's a transition that needs to be taken place, but you know. A lot of people do message us and say, oh, you know, I've got colitis and I'm really thin and, and I want to have, you know, I, I used to build muscle. Or I, I, I want to be at the gym and um, I don't know, am I going to get enough protein? And it still comes up in 2020, it was 2022 now. It still does come up for sure. You get it all the time. So where am I going to get enough protein from? Where am I going to get all my nutrition from? And so in terms of explaining that from a, from a physical perspective, from a muscle building perspective, um, you know, the research I've done, like, there's not a huge amount of difference, maybe slight tweaks here and there, depending on what you're trying to achieve. But overall, the diet that keeps you healthy, the whole, you know, the whole food plant based diet is very similar, regardless of what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I guess your question is, you know, is that where do you get your protein or how to build muscle on top protein? Or- uh, I guess my question is, you know, from, from, from a muscle building perspective, what, why don't we just start off with like, what like some common meals would be like for you? Like what kind of foods do you eat regularly? Um, where do you put attention on? Or do you really focus hard on like, you know, I don't put any focus on protein. Yeah. For example, yeah. you know, I don't put major focus on any macronutrients. I just really focus on um, keeping a whole food plant-based diet, relatively low fat. Um, so, you know, is there anything that you do different to that um, for your guess, training? Yeah, for me, for me, for me, definitely, I would say I don't, I don't focus on protein, hundred percent like you. And mm. I think for people moving off the gate into a plant-based diet, as I shared, uh, as I share with many of people that I work with, is really changing the lens because. I came from a reductionistic mindset where you, I wanted to count my, pro, uh, my protein, my fats, my carbs, mm. you know, vitamins and minerals. Everything was com- compartmentalized into different segments. So, you know, I had to hit 30 grams you know, per meal. I had to hit 180, 200 grams. So that was the lens. So the biggest shift, if I could sum it up in the past 10 years, is to change the mind from, uh, from uh, I would say, a reductionistic mindset to a holistic, holistic mindset. And I, I bring up the parable of uh, the parable of the blind man and the elephant. You know, there were mm. five or six blind men that were just feeling around the elephant, different parts of the elephant, and trying to make, make out what part of the elephant, or w- what it was really, not even an elephant. And one guy felt the legs and said, oh, it's a tree trunk. Another one felt the tail and said, oh, it's a branch. Another one felt the, the tusk. It must be, I don't know, some cement. And then when what actually happened was they would when you actually look at the whole picture they were just fe- they were just basically feeling different parts of the elephant but really it's not a, a tree trunk it's not a branch it's not a piece of cement it's an elephant and in order to see the elephant we need to take off our blindfolds walk back zoom out and say hey and that's really what nutrition is. Nutrition is a symphony of mechanisms. Nutrition uh, is a symbios, symbiotic relationship with your, you know, your body, your mind, and of, of course, all the phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals, and fiber. And I think that's the first step. The first step is just shifting that lens. And I think that's the hardest point, especially when you come from a protein mindset. So the next step is very practical, is consuming sufficient calories. Because mm. once you consume sufficient calories for your activity level, you will automatically hit your protein goals. I mean, if we look like at, at the question of where do you get your protein? Um, if someone else, you know, the question that should really, we should scrub out protein. Where do we get your amino acids? So mm. what are amino acids? So there are 20 or 21, 21 amino acids that our body needs to function. Out of those 21, nine are considered essential. So what does essential mean? Essential means that these nine needs to come from the food that we eat. And all nine essential, all nine of these amino acids are present in plant-based foods, just at varying levels. Um, if we look at you know, the hi-fi stereo, you've got the, the 50 hertz, we've got the 100 hertz, we've got the you know, 30, 30K hertz. And if we look at the graphic equalizer, it's just kind of very, very um, in proportion are unproportioned to each other as compared to animal-based proteins where it might be kind of flat, they call it a flatline amino acid profile. So without going into the weeds with you know, specific amino acids um, and, and, and proportions, I would say as long the body has the ability to recycle and synthesize 
um, the amino acids that may be a little bit lacking in some versus others, as long as you consume a varied diet. So when you consume a varied diet, although the amino acid profile is not as, as in proportion with each other, you will get all that you need. And in order for that to happen, you just basically need to consume uh, a whole foods plant-based diet, not seeds, legumes, whole grains, um, but definitely putting an emphasis, I would say, I won't say too much of an emphasis, just having a legume source because legumes are, are known to be the superfood because I mean, it's, it's a great source of fiber and of course, protein, all yours, and particularly this but uh, amino acid, leucine, leucine, which is uh, yeah, the essential amino acid that triggers muscle protein synthesis and that's higher in legume sources. So having a legume source and not really every single meal, and having sufficient calories, um, you're going to hit all your protein goals, not just protein goals, but you're going to hit a lot more. You're going to hit your fiber goals. You're going to get all your vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals. And of course, you're going to get all your antioxidants as well. It's less inflammatory. Mm. You get a good source of um, carbohydrates as well. Um, so all this good stuff helps build you a leaner, healthier, and stronger body that will, you know, will age well. You know, the key mm. is longevity as well you know there's no point growing you know having a hammer and just going all the way and then you know acting at the end versus having a maybe a tesla that will just kind of, just kind of is greener and will allow for slow sustained energy because um and also allow for you know um cleaner i would say cleaner burning fuel uh, which yeah, will help with health and long-term uh, long uh, long health and, and longevity as well. Absolutely. That's a really good way of explaining the different proteins as well because a lot of people only focus on protein not realizing that it is a, it's a build-up of different amino acids and, 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 and definitely we don't need to have every single one of them in our diet. We only need those nine essential ones and they all nine essential amino acids come in all plant foods. So we don't have to, and, and the calories, I, I really make a big point of that as well, making sure you eat enough calories because that's, I think majority of people who fail on plant-based diet, they are under eating calories and then, right. and then, and then they have to go find a more calorically dense food source, which generally is animal products. Um, right. And legumes also a very interesting topic because it's controversial and a lot of people are unsure how to incorporate them into the diet. Now, um, I, I will preface that and saying that if you're having digestive problems or if you're new to a plant-based diet, don't go full speed ahead on the legumes from day one, Definitely. you know, work your way up to it, you know, start with smaller amounts and then increase them. But yeah, absolutely. I think if you want to, um, if you want to, you know, get a really good calorically dense, nutrient dense, you know, addition to your diet, legumes are wonderful for that. And, and as you said, you know, they, they have a specific component that, that, that aids in muscle growth as well. So um that's Correct. fantastic um in terms of your diet what does it look like let's let's talk about what you may be eating or what yeah, are some of your favorite I, meals etc okay my favorite meals is you know i'm i'm a, I'm a taurus i'm stubborn and i'm boring <laughs> or maybe um i always like to have the same thing so i've been having my bowl of oats i i, I practice time restricted eating 
So I normally break my fast with some fruit just to ease my digestion in, or sometimes a smoothie just to ease my digestion into the day ahead. And I would yeah, have make like fruit. a big bowl. That's always say, make fruit your first meal of the day, we always say. Yeah, <laughs> your first meal, fruit, smoothies, just to, because yeah. that's what your body, it's, it's mm. easiest to digest. So definitely fruit the first meal. And then subsequently, I will break my fast with, uh, you know, I've been having this bowl of oats for goodness uh, for a very long time. So a bowl of oats, oatmeal mm-hmm. with um, apples, bananas, nuts and seeds, um, some pumpkin seeds, and maybe some almonds, walnuts, just just diverse. And then uh, I would kind of top it up with some um, oat milk shaken with the plant-based protein powder and not because I'm lacking, um, uh, uh, lacking protein. I love to flavor it. And sometimes I don't even have the plant-based protein uh, protein powder. I might have it with just some uh, uh, maple syrup. Uh, maple syrup is is my, I guess Emily being Canadian, I, mm-hmm. you know, she wouldn't have it. I love maple syrup. Be Canadian. I love Canadian maple, maple syrup. syrup. It's the best, oh, best sweet love it. ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So so that's a bowl of. Just hang on, I just tip the mic there. That's my bowl of oats, and then subsequently I'll just have throughout the day. I might have another smoothie. Or I might have. Um, some fruits. I mean, fortunately, I'm in Singapore. There's lots of tropical fruits. My mum bought us durian the other day. I was like, oh, oh I knew you were going to say durian, Luke. Uh, I knew you were going to tell I've got a week. I've got a. You're teasing me with the durian, my man. <laughs> <laughs> best, best thing, best durian in Singapore, you know, Singapore, oh. Asia, best durian. 100%. Hand, hands down. down. Yep. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. So, so durian is definitely my thing. And this thing called this bread, uh, this fruit called chumpada. Oh, I love tempura. Oh, oh my goodness. I have one that's ripening right now. It's just ripening right now. It's mm. just literally this big. So yeah, stuff like that uh, yeah. throughout the day. And I drink lots and lots of water. As you might have seen me, if you see, if you want, if this is a video, like I, I drink about four liters of water a day, um, excluding my training hydration. So that's kind of my snacks. And then in the evening, we just got, uh, for Christmas, we just got, um, uh, what's that called? Uh, Thermomics. Oh, oh yeah. Life, life, life. Game changer, game changer. So the Thermomix recipe could Emily made um, you know, some some kind of basmati rice. Uh, on sometimes we might have like a pasta. Sometimes we might have just uh, like a, a minestrone soup uh, with some bread or whatever. It's really, really, you know, like if I think about it, it's just kind of. Just, not nothing special really just oatmeal um so i think i think that's that's kind of um what we have what i have throughout the day and and for me during the weekend i may you know go out we might order food in but in terms of eating out uh, i would say two meals out of all the meals that we have uh in the whole week would be eating out most about 90 95 of our meals are cooked at home and that's the way you control what mm. comes into your system because when you go outside no doubt it's plant-based and vegan it's still high in salt oil and sugar um so and it's of course hyper palatable because if you want to order out you don't want to eat um sos free food right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so well that's that's me i mean i won't speak for everyone so no, that's yeah. me at least so so yeah I, uh, that's that's kind of what what i have uh, and i've been sticking with this for, for a while and and i know subconscious I, I know intuitively how many calories i consume because having been a bodybuilder before and having tracked my calories for competition i know mm. all right 
and this is a tip that I that I use. Like, let's say if I know I'm having like Christmas, I know I'm going to be having a, a big meal, and I know I'm going to be consuming at least 2,500, 3,000 calories in one sitting. I might fast throughout the whole day just to know that, you know, mm-hmm. because my calorie intake, my basal metabolic rate based on my activity levels, about 3,000. 3,000 to 3,400 calories just for maintenance. Mm. So, so having that thought in mind, I know that, you know, I, I roughly know what my calories, I, I don't count mm. calories. I don't advocate mm. for it, but I think it's important mm. to kind of know what goes into, you know. And that's, a, that's an interesting thing. So when people are switching to a plant-based diet, I mean, I know that it helped me a lot at the beginning to track my calories because your, your, your meals are much bigger in volume and much lower in caloric density than what you're used to. Correct. So it's very easy to under-eat when you first change to a plant-based diet. Now, now, do you reckon when people switch to a plant-based diet, they, they should try and at least track for a little while till they get an understanding of what it is, feels like to eat 3,000 calories a day, for example? Yeah, I think definitely it's, it's a good exercise. I mean, the first step is really I, rather than jump off the gate, uh, unlike me, go vegan overnight but off the gate maybe definitely start with just one meal that you can make 100% plant-based but I think just tracking for about three days from you know Thursday Friday and plus the weekend because your habits are different from the weekend to the weekday it's a good exercise to do just to track it um, to know firstly what your what your what your habits are and how much you eat but I think before actually tracking it is being able to ascertain what your basal metabolic rate is because your basal me- metabolic rate dictates how much you actually need to function. Mm. And some people mm. think, oh, I, I moved to a plant-based diet and I'm lacking energy. I, I'm iron deficient. must be iron deficient. I must, it must be the B12. It must be the lack of protein. Dude, you're just not eating enough. Because as you shared, calorie density, if we look at calorie density, plant-based foods are 100 to 600 calories per 450 grams or per pound and animal-based foods are 700 calories to all the way to oil which is about 4,000 calories so what i'm just basically saying is plant-based foods are a lot less calorie dense but nutritionally uh dense however animal-based foods are quite calorie dense but nutritious i would say especially processed food, calorie dense, but nutritionally void. So the thing is that when you move to a plant-based diet where it's, it's a lot less calories, you're going to be consuming a lot less because the thing about plant-based calories is that it activates your nutrient and stretch receptors. Your, your nutrient receptors, your gut's, gut is activated, but your stretch receptors, all of a sudden, you're, you're with this, the same five or 400 calories, your gut is just going... Mm-hmm. Because, because there's a lot of fiber, there's a lot of water. So all of a sudden, when you first off the gate, go to move to a plant-based diet, eliminate meat, you might be under-consuming, uh, under, under-consuming calories. So I think being able to track, coming back to tracking, it gives you an idea of, hey, my basal metabolic rate says that I'm training twice a week uh, and training twice a week. And you can do this. Just how do I find my BMR? You can do that at Google search. I'm meant to consume 2,400 calories. I'm feeling lethargic. Why am I feeling lethargic? Oh, according to my fitness pal or chronometer, I've tried, I put all my food in. I'm consuming 2,000, 2000 calories. There's the problem. It's not the lack of protein. It's not iron deficiency. It's I'm just not having enough food. And that's where you start incorporating 
certain foods that are higher calorie density, like your nuts and seeds, nuts and seeds are, are you know, are, are, are whole fats, but they're a lot, lot more calorie dense. Incorporating these, these uh, healthy whole fats is going to boost up your, cal- your, your calories without adding too much fiber and add, adding too much bulk. So I think that's mm. kind of the first step. So, so yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, I like to ask um, the guests on the podcast, some of them, you know, like the, do some myth busting. Right? Um, so like when it comes to uh, some of the things that, you know, you may have heard about a plant-based diet before you shifted, and then what you found out after you shifted, like what are maybe three of the major myths that you kind of were able to bust as you went through your journey um, around, you know, bodybuilding and, and, and physical activity and, and those kind of things around plant-based diet and nutrition? Sure. I think, I think the, the first step is the protein thing, as I shared in depth earlier, definitely mm-hmm. where do you get your protein? And it's not just about protein, but you, you will get sufficient protein. In fact, there is an overemphasis on protein and mm-hmm. a lot of developed nations are suffering from protein excess rather than in, you know, rather than deficiency. So I think we've, we've kind of pushed the protein out of sight and you do get, uh, I know now I do get sufficient protein plus more on mm-hmm. a plant-based diet. Um, and healthy proteins as well. So that's number one. Carbs make you fat. <laughs> you know, in a fitness space, like carbs, like, oh goodness, the sugar, you know. Um, so definitely, I mean, when we look at the leanest and hardiest populations in the world, carbohydrates have literally moved civilizations. We're talking about, you know, uh, we're talking about uh, rice in the, in the East, uh, uh, gr- certain grains in South America, um, where else is that, you know, Bali, I can't remember what grains in East Africa. So, I mean, this is the research. Corn, mostly. Corn and... and, Corn, yeah, 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 corn. Corn is a big one. Um, Yeah, and you've got, um, you know, like things in the the subcontinent, rice and beans and wheat, um, potatoes in Europe, you know, um, and wheat in those kind of countries as well. So, I mean, the carbohydrates are the sustenance mainly of, of, our, of our human population and fruit too, you know, fruit forms a huge part of uh, our history. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, carbs make you fat. I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah. the the biggest one of the biggest i think probably second after protein isn't it like you know (laughs) where do you get your protein and then carbs make you fat that's it carbs make you fat and and what is the third one oh goodness what is that one myth um what is the myth um something on exercise physiology or something like that that you've learned like you know like you know like uh, i think you know i know you're a lot more into um you know looking at body weight training instead of you know rigid weight-based training what are some of the maybe that's something that you know you've shifted your way of you know training and and working your body as well yeah i i think for me if if, if i guess what i want to relate it to relate it to what the myths are where plant-based diet is concerned is that you can't achieve your goals on a plant-based diet you mm. need animal protein to perform mm-hmm. uh, in the athletic space if uh, you know if you look at these days, more and more athletes across the board are moving towards a plant-based diet. We're talking, I mean, of course, top-level tennis players. We're talking about MMA fighters. We're talking about powerlifters. We're talking about crossfitters, bodybuilders, and strength-based sports where, where plant-based diet used to be associated with the endurance world. Back in, you know, with Scott Jurek, 
Rich mm. Roll and all these guys. But now it's moving towards across the board, all sports, fighting sports as well. And mm. it's shown that a lot of these athletes that are now, you know, moving towards a plant-based diet are extending their athletic careers because less Sorry. inflammation, less joint inflammation, better body composition, um, of course, health, uh, immune system, all that good stuff that comes with eating, you know, nutrient-dense, mm. uh, nutrient-dense nutrient and nutrient-diverse Mm. Um, diet so so i think that is the number th number three thing because if we look at yeah. top level uh top level athletes they're moving there's a reason why i mean there's a lot at stake oh yeah these guys when they, they you know they've got sponsorships and they're willing to jump in and lean into this it must say something about this lifestyle if not why would i want to try something that might or might not and sacrifice all these sponsorships and sacrifice my game even in fact a lot of these athletes that have moved this life have like even gone like number one and you know like Nima Delgado has got his pro card since after becoming vegan Dotsie Bows was the uh, oldest athlete in his in history mm. to stand on a podium uh, for her for her for her sport why does that happen <laughs> if it if it's not meant to happen yeah, absolutely. And we know it's not necessarily a new thing as well, because we know through research that the Roman gladiators were on plant-based diets too. They were called the barley men. So, you know, they knew that the plant-based diet gave them optimal performance. So yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I think actually not only is are people realizing that the plant-based diet um, is, is good for them and their health, but it gives them the athletic edge too. You know, it's like an it's like a level up from the competition. Yeah. You know, like if you're performing at this level, you can actually increase it. You know, Definitely. by changing your diet, blood flow increases, oxygenation to the cells improves. Um, you know, huge 100%. amounts of improvements um, that can be made. Um, now, just as we finish off the session, I mean, I know it's been a while since you've you know published your book, but I wanted to talk about it um, in case someone's interested sure. in buying it and reading it. It's called the Awake sure. Method, and you know, um, it's, a, it's a really nice book written by Luke Tan. Um, can you talk about it a little bit and um, explain what your, I guess, reasonings were for, for writing it? I mean, my, my <laughs> reasonings were uh, for writing it is just to help share with people my journey and the, the mistakes that I set, uh, certainly make, at least going from a kilo of animal protein to a kilo, <laughs> kilo of meat and, and really the nutritional science behind it. But it's just to help someone really understand a plant-based diet off the gate, there's recipes in there. At the same time, there's tr a training program in there as well. It's just a really, and AWAKE is the acronym for AWARE of Inner Truth. Step into, uh, I've changed it since then, but AWAKE to me right now means AWARE, aware of the Inner Truth. Step into the warrior routine. Warrior within, feed with authenticity and kindness and express your unique value into the world. So really, it's a mind-body transformation. And the AWAKE method, the book itself kind of, the steps to achieve a mind-body transformation and right now I'm in the process of I created my free Kickstarter Grits, uh, Grit and this is where I'm you know where I'm at right now Grit is the acronym for green fuel resistance training integration of habits and rituals because your daily habits dictate your lifestyle and whether you achieve your goals you know, your goals are not physically mental or physical and mental and then transformation and i believe that um, transformation starts from the inside out if you are and you show up 100 and you become the best and strongest version of yourself you will 
affect the people around you. You will, uh, you will affect your family and your greater community. And together, I believe through this transformation, I believe that we need to transform and evolve to a certain, a new level of consciousness as I've shared before, because I feel at least in the past two years with what's happening, it's quite heavy. There's mm. a lot of polarization and a division. And I think we need, as humans and humanity, we need to rise from that and you know, learn from whatever lessons we need to learn in the past two years and, and unite whatever, whatever, whatever perspective we have. But it starts with, you know, awareness of your inner truth um, and leaning into leaning into fear and training you know training mm-hmm. nutrition because mm-hmm. your body your vehicle your body your your body is 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 the vehicle in this lifestyle i mean i believe that we are spirits having a human existence we have one human existence and this right here our body is the vehicle that will carry us through this human existence so might as well take care of this because they say your body is your temple so take care of it and when when you've got a strong kind of uh, strong body a strong mind everything else kind of comes together whether you're and you start being more open you start being more courageous lean into stuff that you don't normally lean into but also you want to start contributing um, contributing to a world that you want to see as a parent as you know being a yeah. father it's 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 not just about us anymore i i feel i'm borrowing this world from my daughters so it's about what kind of world i'm creating for them and maybe for their children and their children's children as well so it's not just about me anymore mm. but i think as a parent my lens has shifted it's about them Absolutely, man. Yeah, lots of things change when you become a parent. It's probably a, a whole different topic. Maybe we'll get you and Emily on board to talk about that at a different time. Um, but um, yeah, amazing um, reflections. And I think some great learnings through your journey. And, you know, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And, and that when we do go through adversity in difficult times, it gives us when we can get through that and come back through the other side, it, it becomes a vehicle for us to help others. And, um, and you're helping so many thousands of people. And I thank you for your work and everything you're doing to make the world a better place, my man. Um, now, we're going to be putting uh, all the links on where you can find Luke and his, um, you know, his book, The Awake Method, The Plant Fit Summit, um, or you can sign up for that. Um, all that information will be down in the description below. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, please follow the IBD Heal podcast. And um, we have amazing guests like Luke on here every week. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I hope you enjoyed the video. Please give it a thumbs up. And if you have any questions, there's a comment section below. Please um, write down your comments or any reflections you have about what Luke's um, story was about. Um, and subscribe to the channel if you want to see more videos like this, as well as that little bell notification icon, which will give you all our recent uploads um, into your inbox. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Luke, for joining joining thank me today. And um, make sure everyone out there eat plants and lots of them. Take care. <laughs> Take care. See you guys.